On today's action-packed episode, we'll tell you who we think are going to be the best players in the NL West for the upcoming 2023 fantasy baseball season. Let's lock on in. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, as always, Matthew Anay. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and we'll be there. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already, especially on YouTube. We love talking fantasy baseball with you. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the NL West, and we'll make sure you know all the players to target in your fantasy drafts from this division. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. And in this division, who else are you going to lead off with but those Dodgers, the evil empire, my brother Matt. Who are we talking about first today? So... We got, you know, might as well start with the extraordinaire on that team, and that's Mr. Mookie Betts. We all know Mookie Betts. He's just been a stud for the last, like, ever. And quite honestly, he just keeps doing it every single year, year in, year out. So, I mean, let me just read off what he did last year, and that's 572 at-bats, 117 runs, which is phenomenal, 82 ribbies, 35 bombs, and 12 stolen bases. I mean, and he's batting 269. Who's better than that? I mean, quite honestly, I'm drafting him in the first round, especially in, on Yahoo. He has second base eligibility, which is just absolutely a steal, hands right. down. I mean, hands down, he is just the number one second baseman, in my opinion, just on that alone. Because, I mean, he's he's a, probably a top, he's a top ten pick, and there's no other second baseman in the top ten. So, how you doing? But if you're playing outside of it, he's still a top ten pick for me right now. I actually have him. As, like, my top 10 outfielder, too, I believe I have him. Hmm. Once I don't have it loaded up, but I will have it in just a moment here, ladies and gentlemen. And I do apologize. It just spins and spins. But I got him at <laughs> number seven overall for me in outfield. So, you know, you can't really do much better than that. Everybody else, if I were to read the names, you'd be like, yeah, I'm drafting them in the first round as well. So, yeah, outfield is especially deep at the top this year, but as you get down to like, you know, in the 30s, it, it starts to thin out. So you want to make sure you have an elite outfielder, Matt. I'm, I'm right on board with you. I actually have Mookie Betts ranked third at outfield. And if you do play on Yahoo, he's got that second base eligibility, as Matt mentioned. Got him. I would have him number one at second base as well. As far as ADP, guys, we actually were working with Fantasy Pros now. Fantasy Pros is uh, combining RT Sports, NFBC, and Fantrax ADP altogether. If we're going by that, Mookie Betts is coming off the board as a number 10 outfielder. A lot, a lot of value right there for Mookie Betts. But there's really not much more to say about him. Once again, take him as your either on Yahoo starting second baseman. Anywhere else, take him as your number one outfielder, and you're going to feel great about Mookie Betts, right? So let's move on to the other stud of, you know, the team. 
they got a bunch of them, but I think these two stand out more than anybody. We got Freddie Freeman. Uh, I got him as my number one first baseman. I, there's not too much I can add. The guy's been doing it since he's 20 years old. He's going to be 33 this year. And Freddie Freeman, another great year for the guy last year. 159 games, 117 runs, 47 doubles, 21 bombs, 100 RBIs, 13 steals, and he hit 325. I, I, guys, I can't. If you guys don't already know, you take Freddie Freeman first. I would, he's a pretty a 12 team, 15 man league. He's got to be a first round pick in dynasties. You might want to shy off if you're looking to go younger, but I can't say anything else. Matt, I know it's one of your boys too. You want to add anything here to Freddie? To be honest, I mean, you covered him pretty well. I don't got much to add other than he's my first overall base, first baseman as well. But let's move on here and um, let's talk about Mr. Clayton Kershaw. Uh, we all know Clayton Kershaw. He's on my flanges list. If everybody knows, just so everybody knows, if you haven't listened to this show before, flanges are just me making fun and saying they're injury prone. So, you know, just stay along. So if I say flanges, that means they're injury prone. And Clayton Kershaw, oh, my back almost every other game. So, you yeah. it's just, he's just one of those guys that's just going to be hurt, but he's so worth the draft pick at this point because – when he's healthy, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And, man, if he could ever put a season, uh, a full season together, it would be incredible. I just don't ever see it happening again. So his injuries built into his draft price. But let me read off what he did last year before I tell you where I have him ranked, right? So he had 12 wins, a 228 ERA. He, he pitched 126 innings, and he had 137 strikeouts. So that K per nine is solid. That ERA is absolutely ridiculous. And he had a, a .94 whip just to boot that. So the, the guy is absolutely outrageous in that point. And just to let you know where I have him ranked here, he has a 22 for me. So like I said, oh, you know, wow. yeah. So, I mean, it's just built into his draft price. You can He can drop a few places. He can go up a few places. We'll see how he performs in spring training. But, I mean, it's not like he lost Velo. It's not lucky, like he lost any of his control. His whip is below one. So, I mean, right now everything's pointing in the up category for his stuff. That's why I have him somewhat high. But I'm just not going to take him as my pitcher one and kind of maybe even my two. That's why he's a 22. So it just all depends on how comfortable you feel with having him as your as your number two pitcher. Yeah, my brother. I'm actually surprised that you got him higher than me. I have Mr. Clayton Kershaw ranked at 26, and I, I'm usually I'm usually one of the high guys on Kershaw. So you know, I I think we're pretty much in sync. You know, if I'm if we, I know in some of our drafts, I might have to move him up a little bit now. <laughs> I like Clayton as your number two. If you get a Corbin Burns or a Woodruff or a Sandy Alcantara as your number one, somebody that's pretty secure, Clayton Kershaw makes a number a great number two. I wouldn't be looking to pair Kershaw with like a DeGrom or Scherzer, though. Maybe even a Verlander who's a little bit risky. You don't want to have your, your ace and then your number two be injury-prone players. But as Matt read off, Clayton Kershaw made 22 starts last year. Read you the rest of the numbers. They were absolutely fantastic. Again, that, that back injury there, you know, that, that back, he's going to miss some innings with that back injury. So just make sure you understand that when you're drafting Clayton Kershaw this year. And um, let me just give you his ADP right now because now we actually have – starting pitchers, you know, separated from, um, you know, relief pitchers, thankfully, because we got some fantasy pros ADP here. And, oh, damn, I'm going to – I'm scrolling. Uh, Clayton Kershaw looks like he's uh, going off the board as the number 36 pitcher right now Um, in uh, pick 116. It's a lot of value. If you can get Clayton Kershaw as your number three, whoo, 
I mean, that's a that's an absolute steal. But let's move on to our last Dodger here. Somebody that there might be some controversy here, guys, because I don't I, I know me and Matt had a little talk about him last time, and I think I'm probably the high guy in all of the industry on this guy, Mr. Tony Gonsolin. Listen, guys, he, he's just a great pitcher. I understand that some people will be like, oh, you know, he, he hasn't really thrown that many innings in his career. But he threw 130 last year. I know he had the injury at the end of the year. But the guy's just been lights out for his whole career. I'm going to give you Tony Gonsolin's career numbers, right? Tony Gonsolin on his career, 59 games, 51 of those are starts, 26 wins, six losses, 2-5-1 ERA, 272 innings, 267 strikeouts, and a 0-9-8 whip on his career. So there's nothing that tells me, you know, Tony Gonsolin's just a good pitcher. He's, he gets it done every single year. And I think this year is he's going to push 180 innings easily as the Dodgers are going to let him go. And I personally have him ranked as my number 31 starting pitcher. And I know the industry is way lower on that than, you know, I am. I'm going to tell you where he is going now. And he's, I know he's buried here. Tony Gonsolin is at 44 on uh, fantasy pros ADP over the last, uh, well, I guess uh, however long they've been keeping track of it, not too long now, but you get him at pick 145. You can get Tony Gonsolin as your number four, number five. I think that's an absolute steal. Matt, my brother, what are your thoughts on uh, big Tony tone over here? So my problem is he's just never done it, even over the last five years in terms of going over 130 in his. That was the first time he did it was last season. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. But if he does hit the 180 mark, he could be phenomenal. I mean, they could be kentamating him. But honestly, like, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. So I do have him at 35, but I'm waiting to hear what their trajectory is going to be for him. But I'm going to move on right. here because we have some great sponsors that we need to talk about here. And if anybody hasn't heard us, uh, talking about it, and that's FanDuel. Um, here at Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Download FanDuel now so that you can place your bets for on the Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back on bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Man, did those Eagles look great last Sunday. I'm betting on this uh, for the Super Bowl. That's my outtake on that. So, you know, you better put a bet on them for winning. FanDuel Sportsbooks app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, get paid instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to, uh, to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with fanduel.com and your official sports betting partner of the NFL. But just so everybody knows, we're also coming up with some Padres, and I think Mr. Dom is going to take it away on this one. Who are you going to talk about? Yeah. Matt, Matt knows where I'm going. And if you guys know about the Padres, uh, the, there's one guy you got to talk about. You're talking about Padres, and that's Fernando Tatis Jr. And uh, Fernando Todd Juice Jr. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he got popped for the, he got popped for the juice last year. He fell off the motorcycle, broke his wrist. Uh guy's just been an absolute uh a headache. He's been a headache. That's the most nice way to put it. But the thing is. You know, if you guys are a little bit older, you can look back to when you were 22 years old. Were you making great decisions? Probably not. I know I wasn't making the best decisions at 22 years old. So I think we're going to cut him a little slack. But if he comes back out this year and he's, you know, still doing that bonehead stuff, I can understand why everybody, you know, would be out on him. But let's, you know, let's look on the bright side here. That's what we should do, you know. At 22 years old, Fran had 
Tatis in 2021 was an all-star, 30 games, 99 runs, 42 bombs, 31 doubles, 97 RBIs, 25 steals, and a 282 batting average. Kid's got all the talent in the world. He just needs to lock in in that Padres lineup. I mean, guys, he's uh, you know, he's got Soto, he's got Machado, he's got, you know, Nelson Cruz is back. They they just got a a lot, a lot of studs in, in that lineup. And the thing is, if you don't know, some people, the games that he missed in the playoffs last year counted towards the suspension. He should be back on April 20th. I heard he's already, you know, out there in the field, you know, hitting, fielding, and doing all that fun stuff. He's going to be allowed to participate in spring training. But once again, he's going to be out until at least April 20th. So take note of that if you're drafting him. I do have Fernando Tatis Jr. ranked as my second shortstop off the board. Which is, you know, a little bullish, but once again, I'm, you know, I, I'm confident in how I draft. And if you're confident in how you draft, you could supplement until he comes back. He's got potential to be the best, you know, fantasy player in the whole league. Guys, I just do want to throw this out there again because I totally forgot to say it at the top. But our Matt and I's rankings are based on head-to-head categories leagues. So take that into account when you're listening to us. It also works for Roto. But Matt, what's your thoughts here on Ted? So Tatis for me is gonna be is, is going to be a strong pick. He's my number two shortstop on the year two. And to be completely honest, for me, I've, I've been finding myself drafting him at the turn, on that 12 turn, that 11 turn. You know, I may not pick him on, as my first pick, but I may pick him on my second pick in the second round. I find me getting a lot of Tatis in that second round, and I'm super excited about it. And if he's swinging that ball great in spring training next month, I'm picking him in the first round. So we'll see how that goes, because I think, like you said, he can be the number one player. Let's move on to another guy that I really like, and that's Mr. Juan Soto. Juan Soto, we all know the deal with Juan. He had a down year, but I think it's just based off of, you know, having being on that bad team, a losing, uh, losing environment, and, you know, now he's going to this, um, you know, full of potential, we'll say, team, right? Young team, somebody that's looking to looking to really make a splash in the NL right, real quick. And, I mean – on top of that, Juan Soto's 24. And I'm pretty excited about him this year. That They're like we're, they're getting Tatis back. They have Machado. Uh, I mean, what could you ask for more? I mean, it's going to be an incredible team. And now, even with last year's stats, he still didn't have a bad year just overall. Batting average was low. So let me read it off real quick. So he had 524 at-bats, 93 runs, 62 ribbies, 27 home runs, and six stolen bases. I mean – the batting average is low, but we all know he could hit 300 ease. So I think this year it's going to come to fruition. And he just has a proven track record. I'm sorry. Even with a bad team the year before, he still did his business. So I think we're going to see a much better Juan Soto and a much happier Juan Soto. And because he played about 60 games there last year, I believe, because he was from the All-Star break, he um, he, isn't, he isn't going to be one of those players. 52. He isn't going to be one of those players, that I say, that needs to adjust to being in a new city. So I don't think we're going to see that downward turn for him, at least. So I'm going to dra- I'm drafting with confidence in the first round. Yeah. Matt, did you say what you have in mind at outfield? I didn't, but I can. And that is going to be number six overall at outfield. Yeah, I got I got him ranked eight at outfield. He gave pretty solid analysis there. I just think the thing is, it was an outlier bad year for Soto last year. Every other year in his career, he was absolutely phenomenal. Career two eighty seven hitter. If I had to throw out there, he could he could have a hundred runs, you know, close to thirty bombs. He could chip in almost ten steals, and he could hit two ninety, and that's an absolute first round talent. 
in your dynasty leagues, keeper leagues, if he's available, you take him in the first round easily, Mr. Juan Soto once again. But let's keep it pushing here. Next up, uh, which which starting pitcher do I want to go with here? If my uh, <sighs> Let's go with Joe Musgrove. Let's talk about a little Joe Musgrove. He's a guy who kind of fell off there in the second half, but he's been pretty consistent since coming over to the Padres, right? Let me uh, – let me see where I got him ranked, that starting pitcher. Let's let's go with that first here. Where do I got him ranked, Mr. Joe Musty Musgrove? I have him at 29, a starting pitcher. So if you can get him as, you know, he's like a low-end SP2, high-end SP3. Uh, I personally like him. He had the 2-9-3 ERA last year with the 10 wins. Jesus Christ, I'm uh, having a little technical difficulty over here, so bear with me. But, um, okay, yeah, so I, I got you here. 181 innings he had. Jesus. Christ. I got it. 181 innings, 184 days. Yeah, uh, 108 whip. I'm sorry about that. I got it here, though. I got it. And, um, you know, he's pretty – just a solid pitcher. Once again, you know, he kind of slows down in the second half. He's done it like like two or three years in a row now. So if he's coming out hot by the all-star break, still looking good, I would look to trade him. But that's my thoughts here on Joe Musgrove. Yeah, I mean, M- Musty – this is my nickname for him, Musty. I think that, you know, what in his career history, right, let's look at innings pitch real quick. He went. He had. Um, he hasn't really pitched too many years above 150. He did it in 2019. He did it in 2021 and 2022. Other than that, he didn't crack the 115. So I think it's just more of a stamina thing. Hopefully this year he kind of figures it out and stretches and learns how to you know last. But I think he's great. I actually have him much higher than you. Just funny enough, I actually have him at 21. Really? Yeah, I'm very high on Joe Musgrove. Sure. I think the talent's outrageous. But let's move on here. I got Mr. Logan Webb. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I bounced. We're going to talk about him after. You Darvish. <laughs> Can't miss you Darvish. You Darvish is absolutely incredible here. Um, if anybody knows, thank God he's he's on this team. He's a phenomenal pitcher. He had a great year. In 194 innings, he had 197 strikeouts. Uh, he had a 310 ERA and a .95 whip. That's absolutely elite, especially with a team that's going to win you a lot of games. You know, Dodgers are going to be great. Now he's going to be pitching against other teams because now the schedule has changed. Less games in that division, which is actually really great. So less games against the Dodgers, less games against the Giants. And it's going to be – it's actually going to probably inflate his numbers and he's probably going to get a little bit more wins. ERA may take a dip down, which is going to be in a positive direction because he's going to play a, couple, a few more crappy teams too. So, I mean, even three games against the, the Cubs is going to be real nice for him. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on, on you as well. You, I have him at, do, 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 at 31. And, you know, I think that's a fair value. He is up there in age. He is 36 years old. So he's at that that tail end of it, too, which is why I have him so later than, than Musgrove at, the, at that point. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Um, pretty much in sync on Darvish. I do want to let everybody know this. He's going to be pitching for Japan in the World Baseball Classic, and the word is is that he's going to hang back in Japan and he's going to do his spring training over there. So he's not going to be with the team right away. So that might kind of affect where he's at, even though he's going to get the reps in the World Baseball Classic. Once again, talking about you, Darvish. I have him ranked 30th. He's coming off the board as the 24th pitcher. Pick 70. I probably wouldn't take him there. Pitching, starting pitching is super, super deep, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's my take on you, Darvish. I think Matt did a pretty good job there covering him. But next up, we're going to head into those Giants, guys. And can they recover from not getting Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa? But with that being said, you know, before we, we go there, I want to let you guys know about, you know, uh, 
Locked on MLB prospects. Our colleague Lindsay is the host of that, and he's just an encyclopedia of baseball knowledge. You guys go need to go check out his podcast. And I got one more thing I want to talk to you guys about. So if you're like me, you got a full-time job, you like to hit the gyms, you need a quick snack that isn't too high in calories, but also tastes fantastic, you've got to try Built Bar. Not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste delicious while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. Built Bars only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Man, that's just great. If you've got to get that protein in, trying to build a little muscle, got to get them Built Bars, right? They also come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Damn, all, all three of those sound great. Come on, Built Bar. You got to send me and Matt a few of those over here so we can try them out for you guys. And now you don't even need to wait around to get a box anymore because for years we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So make sure you go and try yourself some Built Bars. But now we're going to head into those uh, San Francisco Giants. And, Matt, I think you teased one a little bit before, so I might let you lead off with that guy. All right, fine. I'll take him with joy. And that's Mr. Logan Webb. Logan Webb is actually, if anybody was with us for part of the draft prep last season, he was one of those guys I was pretty high on. And he actually had a decent season last year. Not what I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to take the next step. But he did have a pretty great season. He's just not known for his K per nine, right? But let me read out a stat so you'll understand my my analyzation after this, right? So he had 192 innings. 163 strikeouts. He had a 2.90 ERA and a 1.159 WHIP, right? And 15 Ws. Giants were good last year. But on top of that, he was good last year. The only problem is, is he's not striking everybody out. But, but that was the first half of the season. The second half of the season after the All Star break, that's when those Ks started kicking up. And if he can do what he did in the second half and implement that for a full season. I think we have some serious upside for this kid. Logan Webb is going to be absolutely great if he can bring that together. And, I mean, it's not like he's going at a bad price. If Dom can get me that ADP, I also don't have him ranked where he's, like, super elite like I did last year. I have him at 34 for me for pitcher. So that's your pitcher three, right? Like, I'm good with taking that. Him is my pitcher three. And – in some cases, if I got like a top end pitcher, like I don't know, Corbin Burns, and I scooped up a bunch of bats, I'm okay with him as my two because he's safe. The ERA will be there, the wins will be there, and hopefully the case. And where's he at at ADP? Okay, we'll just move on here. Don't even sweat it. Yeah, Matt, we got him at um sorry. I know my internet is, is not is acting up a little bit tonight, but he's coming off the board, Logan Webb at uh, pitcher starting pitcher 29, pick 96.3, which is a little rich for my blood. You're a little bit higher on him than I am. I have him ranked um Logan Webb at actually I'm I'm kind of really low on him, actually. I got Logan Webb at 38. Just starting pitcher is actually really, really deep. And um there's a few guys I would like to take over him, in my personal opinion. But you were right, you know, had a big second half, so I, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to take them. But let's keep it pushing here, guys. Let's go with somebody that um, I'm a little bit higher on, one of Matt and I's boys, uh, Jock Peterson, man. Jock Peterson went over to San Fran and actually had a, a pretty strong year. You know, I mean, 
he kept it up. A lot of people were, didn't think he was gonna, you know, do great over there, but he actually did. Uh, on the season, Jock Peterson last year played 134 games, 57 runs, 23 bombs, 70 RBIs, and he actually got that batting average up to 274. So he sacrificed a little bit in the bombs department, and you know, went up in the batting average department. But I'll take that. I think Jock Peterson is in store for an even better year this year. When outfielders super outfielders super weak this year. I actually have Jock Peterson fairly high. I have him as my number 35 outfielder. If you can get him as your number three outfielder, that's an absolute steal for Jock. Yeah, buddy. I like Jock a lot. But let's talk about somebody else on that team, a new signing, and that's Mitch Hanniger. Um, Mitch Hanniger is one of those guys that's actually like a sneaky pick this year. You know, if anybody remembers what he did in, in 2021 when he actually got a full season, he had, six, yeah, he had 620 at-bats. It was a great season. I'm going to read that off before I – Read off what he did last year because he didn't. He wasn't healthy. He had 110 runs. He had 100 ribbies. He had 39 home runs, and he batted a nice 318. He doesn't really steal your bases. He he chipped in one. So if you can get a full season out of him, that's pretty much what you're looking at. Maybe a little bit less, but that ballpark that's phenomenal. And quite honestly, he's not he's not going to be in the ADP to the point where he's going to be a high end pick. He's going to end up being one of your UT guys. So I, I'd be pretty happy to get him. I got him buried too, funny enough. I got Mitch Hanniger at 39 Elfield overall. So, I mean, that is one of your UT guys at that point. So if you can see him, nah, because I don't feel comfortable in drafting him. He, his injury, his flanges are built into the draft pick at this point, into my ranking. So other than that, it's just one of those yeah. things. But I think if he could get a whole healthy season, forget about it. It's great. I mean, last year he hit. Only only had 221 at bats, and that's his mo too. Like if you think about it, right? So uh, this year 247, the year before in 2019 283, right? He didn't even play in 2020, and then 2018 he did a full season, had a great season, and then 2017 he only had 410. So the guy's only done it twice in his whole career at at anything over even 500 at bats. So you know it's the the history is not on his side. But the upside is because when he does, he does. So he's just one of those players you draft as a UT, and if he goes down, he goes down. You try, you ride that that nice fantasy gold pickup right there. So yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. I mean, I got Mitch Hanniger at 32. You know, it's it's not a crazy difference. It's a little higher than you, but I, I, this is kind of where we're not we're not really seeing eye to eye on this one. All of his injuries have kind of been like flukes. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a flangy guy. Sprained his ankle, you know, last year. He had COVID in 2020. That's why he didn't really play. Uh, he had the lower back in 20 in 2019. You know, that's uh, you know, black, back can be you know something that lingers, but you know, you haven't heard from it again since then. And then he had a he had a ruptured testy in 2019. Can't blame him on that. And then in 2017, he had a he got a, a he cut his face. I don't know how he did it, but he had a facial laceration. So these are all kind of fluke injuries, right? It's nothing where you can be like, oh well, this is you know he's a he's a flanges guy, you know, soft tissue type of stuff. And when he plays, he's got a lot of power. He may not have a great batting average, but he could hit you around 260. The Giants try to make the team a little bit better this year, and he's just somebody that I think in a weak outfield, you know, uh, situation with this season, you could get Mitch Hanniger as your as your number three outfielder and feel very confident about it. But let's keep it pushing, guys. I think we're 
we're wrapping up with the Giants there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to our next team. And uh, if you guys didn't see the jersey already, we're you know we're gonna go some uh, some Diamondbacks here. And the thing with the Diamondbacks is they got Zach Gallen. Do you think that he can you know uh, maintain that ace potential? Because I sure do, guys. Zach Gallen after a very down um I believe it was a a down twenty twenty one for him. You know he uh, he had a he had some issues going on there, but he came out last year and. Uh, absolutely dominated last year Zach Gallen had 31 starts 12 wins four losses 254 ERA 184 innings 192 Ks and he had a very stellar whip at a 091 it doesn't get much better than that we've all expected that from Zach Gallen since he came up in uh, 2019 and he's just been dominant except for the, the down 2021 and coming off that COVID year you know things might have not been well for him. Can't really give him a great excuse. But at 26 years old, he showed us what he can do. I'm going to pull up where I got him ranked real quick. I know I'm pretty high on him this year. He's most likely to, you know, be like an SP2. I got him at uh, 18. Let me see if I can give you his ADP real quick to see if he's uh, going as a steal right now. Yeah, pick 20, so a little bit lower, you know, pick 62. I would take Zach Allen there all day as my number two and be very happy with it. Wow. I'm the high one, huh? I got him at 12. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty Ooh. high on him this year. All right. All right. Yeah, the young stud just showed gotcha, me what, he was, what I've been waiting for for a couple of years now. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for him. So don't let's, let's move on to somebody that I'm a big fan of, and that's Jake McCarthy. Uh, Jake McCarthy is a nice young guy. You know, called up midseason and just started raking. He had 380 at-bats last, uh, last year. To boot, he had 53 runs, eight home runs. 43 ribbies, 23 stolen bases, and he batted 283. Jake is is primed to have a good season. The only problem is he's on the Diamondbacks. I'm sorry, Diamondback fans, but they're just not the greatest team, but they're getting talent brought up. So there's going to be some guys around them hopefully this year that I'm really excited for and to see what this team is going to look like by the end of the season. So hopefully they can get some Zach Gallon wins for him. And I, I just like the upside of Jake McCarthy. I think the power is going to be there. The stolen base potential is clearly there, and the average is there. So if you can just get that power up and can, the counting stats can follow, you know, I think we're going to be in for a nice season, Jake McCarthy. It's not like you're going to have to pay 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 much for him. McCarthy right now, let's see where I got him. I got him at 33 outfielder. So, you know, he's maybe your outfielder three if you're if you're in a pinch. But I'm okay with it. I think that he's going to have a good enough season. Personally, I mean, we were talking about um, what's his face yesterday, Brandon Nimmo. I'd pick him over Nimmo. I like the upside versus what Nimmo has proven to do over the last couple of years. So that's just me. Dom. Yeah. See, I I like I like Jake McCarthy, but I think I'm going to disagree with you on the Nimmo take there. I think Nimmo's just on a better team, and he's going to provide you a little bit more in the runs. RBIs, batting what? average will probably be fairly close. What sixty-two ribbies for, for the last for three G- years? I mean, McCarthy got forty-eight. How many ribbies is McCarthy going to have? McCarthy in three hundred and thirty-eight at bats had forty-eight, whereas on a full season, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't call it. Nimmo only had sixty-two. I mean, there is a steep difference. He's what fourteen away from a difference, and he played half the at bats. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I mean, I, I just still don't I, – I think my, – my personal take is I think McCarthy's going to wind up being like a two-category guy. He'll help you in batting average, help you in steals. 
he's never really shown to be a power guy in his career. So I don't think he's going to hit too much, you know, um, too much power there. I think maybe, maybe you see 15 home runs with 30 plus steals and the good batting average. So I got him personally ranked at, I have McCarthy at 42. So I'm, I wouldn't take him as my outfielder three. I would take him as maybe a utility guy. If you're looking for steals and batting average, that's where I would go with um, Mr. Jake McCarthy. But I think we're going to wrap up there with um, Diamondbacks. And we're going to head into, you know, the Colorado Rockies, guys. And uh, if you guys listened to the podcast at all last year, you know that uh, Chris Bryant is one of my guys. And I'm just banking on that Chris Bryant comeback. You know, last year was a bad year. He had the plantar fascia. He had the bad back. But Chris Bryant's been very, very healthy his whole career. Knock on wood, you know, make sure, you know, I'm not jinxing anything here. So last year, as far as injuries go, is an outlier. I'm going to give you what he did in 2021. In 2021, Chris Bryant played with the Giants and the Cubs. He played 144 games, 86 runs, 25 bombs, 73 RBIs, 10 steals, and he had 265. But Chris Bryant's a career 279 hitter. So I think Chris Bryant's upside in cores is just absolutely phenomenal. Could give you 30-plus bombs. Counting stats might not be great, but look at a CJ Crone last year who had decent counting stats. I would see him in, you know, maybe – the 85 to 90 runs, maybe like 80 RBIs. He could always chip in some steals. He could get you maybe 8 to 10 steals, and the batting average is going to be great. I will note this out. If you guys play on Yahoo and you haven't checked it out yet, Chris Bryant has lost first and third eligibility. He only will be eligible at outfield. So I have Chris Bryant as my number 14 outfielder. I think you take him as your number two outfielder, and you just bank on him being like the old Chris Bryant. You know, that's my uh, my two cents on my brother Chris Bryant there. I think KB is going to have a great season uh, as long as he can stay healthy and, you know, he doesn't get the old man pains. You know, Coors is just going to play a big part in his home runs. So I just, it's it's going to be an exciting season for him. You know, we can have some like Arenado esque kind of type season, but we'll see what happens there. Let's talk about our last player of the day, and that's Mr. CJ Crone. Crone was a surprise player last year. You know, came out of left field, at least in my opinion, for me. I did not think he was going to have this kind of season, but this is what this team can be like. And if you add KB to the lineup for a full season, these numbers can look a lot better, right? So last year he had 575 at-bats. He had 79 runs. He had 29 home runs, 102 ribbies, and he batted 257. Now, the runs can go up if KB's there. And on top of that, if a couple other players just start meshing, like you know Brendan Rodgers and McMahon and get on base for him in front of them, they're going to, there's the counting stats are just going to keep being there. And it's going to be pretty exciting to see what Crone can do if he can build off of the season. Because quite honestly, Crone is just somebody that's, he's like a longtime player on there. This is probably his best season he's had so far in his career, in, in my opinion. But he's always been there with almost 30 home runs every season. And he has a, a pretty good ribbies. So, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting with him. And hopefully he can start turning into a fantasy darling. And you don't really have to pay much. For him, in my opinion, at least in my rankings, right? Oh, actually, a lot. I did this again. Um, I actually have him eighth overall, but again, first baseman. I mean, first base is, again, putrid this year. I'm so used to the plethora of first baseman, and I just feel like after last year, everybody kind of went downhill. But that's because of the ball, but we'll have a whole other conversation on how much I hate the MLB for changing the ball every other 10 minutes. Um, but, you know, that's my rant on, on C.J. Crone for that part. 
Yeah, uh, CJ Crone is actually coming off the board as the number 11 first baseman, and I have him at nine, so me and Matt are right in sync. You can get a little bit of a deal if you want to wait at first base on CJ Crone. Pick 118. I think that's very fair for CJ Crone. I had him in a lot of leagues last year. I was kind of kind of one of my sleeper picks. I think I actually named him as my sleeper first baseman last year, if you guys paid attention and kind of paid off for you. He did struggle through the end of the season, though. The second half wasn't that good for him. I know Matt read you off his stats, you know, which were very, very stellar. And I think he kind of puts up a similar stat line this year. So take CJ Crone with, you know, with a decent amount of confidence if you if you decide to wait at first base. And, um, guys, I think we're going to call it there for today. But once again, you know, uh, thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. If you like us, then you're definitely going to love our boy, Lindsey. You know, he does a great show. It's Locked on MLB Prospects. Go, please go give him uh, some love and check him out. Guy is one of the best prospect guys in the industry. We'll be back with you guys next Monday. And we're going to go into the AL East, which is, you know, one of Matt and I's favorite division because our favorite team plays there. So make sure you guys tune in for that. But until next time, see you. Peace.